Our service of Holy Eucharist Rite 2 continues on the front page of our service booklet. For those who follow in the prayer book, it begins on page 365. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts 
by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. was an hallelujah. <laughs> the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy for giving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated for the reading. This reading is by Isaiah chapter 5, 1 through 7. The reading from the prophet Isaiah. Let me sing for my beloved, my love song, concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes but it yielded wild grapes. And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judea, judge between me and my vineyard, what more was there to do for my vineyard 
that I have not done in it. When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do with my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and in it shall be devoured. I will break down its walls, and, in, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and shall be overgrown, overgrown with briars and thorns. I would also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judea are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. second reading is from Philippians chapter 3 and 4, B through 14. A reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians. If anyone else has a reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew, born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet, whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard, excuse me, I regard everything as loss 
because of the suppressing, surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but, my, but one that comes from faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. If somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The Lord, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As you are comfortable, please stand and join in singing hymn 552 found in our blue hymnals.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. For those who have been able to attend the past three weeks, you're going to notice that there has been sort of a theme with our gospel reading. And the ever-present theme has been various parables in regards to vineyards. Two weeks ago, we heard the story of the vineyard and the laborers, and how God paid all of them, no matter what time they had arrived to work, the same wage. And Drake so wonderfully reminded us that 
Grace is not fair. God gives us grace based on what we need, not what we deserve. Our lectionary then jumped over a few chapters and brought us last week right into Holy Week. And when Jesus is speaking in the temple, and he is being challenged by the Pharisees as to what, what authority that he speaks to them. Our vineyard parable last week was about the master and two sons. One who said, yes, he will go out and work the fields as directed and fails to do so. And the second one saying, no, but going out into the field. And we're left with the question then, who did what the father asked? Reminding us that those of us who receive grace in our lives are called to go out and to do something with it. Now, this week, our lectionary people who put the readings together actually let us in on a little secret. Why is it that when Jesus spoke about the vineyard, it seemed that everyone understood where he was going? And that is because Jesus is not talking about or using a metaphor for Israel that's anything new. In our Old Testament passage this morning, we hear from Isaiah. 800 years before Jesus entered this world, Isaiah goes before the king, Hezekiah, and talks about God's vineyard in relation to Israel. And there we hear the warning. And he convicts Israel with his words. The God who raised you up from Abraham, who brought you out of slavery in Egypt, who provided for you during 40 years in the wilderness and then brought you into a promised land to build a kingdom to be governed by God, you have turned against me and are failing to live into the laws that I have given you. No longer is the foundation of this country of this country, righteousness, compassion, mercy, and justice, but bloodshed. And so Isaiah gives King Hezekiah the warning of God's displeasure. In the same way Jonah had been sent out to Nineveh to warn them of God's displeasure and inevitable doom in hopes that they would see themselves repent and reconcile back into the ways that God has asked them. This morning, Jesus is bringing that exact same message to the Pharisees who have turned from the ways of God's desire. Now, before we begin to take this metaphor or parable apart, we have to remind ourselves of one detail. That at the beginning of this chapter, 
before last week's parable, we hear about the fig tree. The fig tree that Jesus comes upon and looks for figs to pull, I assume to eat, and finds that the fig tree is barren. And so he curses the fig tree for not bearing fruit. And the next day, the disciples observe that the fig tree has withered and died. That also is the metaphor that we are called to bring into this morning's parable as well. For Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and basically telling them they are failing in the ways that God has called them to be as leaders of Israel. They have chosen, for various reasons, self-preservation over providing for and carrying in their people into the way of God. Torah, the laws given to Israel, has been used not as a way to empower and to guide towards righteousness, and to teach the ways of love in terms of compassion and mercy and justice, but as a weapon of oppression. Remember, it is in this week that Jesus overturns the tables of the money changers in the temple. Why? Because it was a form of exploitation on the part of the temple authority. The members of Israel required to make sacrifice at the Passover must not only pay to have Roman money exchanged for temple money, they must also pay a premium for animals to be sacrificed in the temple. Those who are poor, disempowered, and marginalized, even further pushed out by the behavior and the ways of the temple itself. So now we ask, as we go back into our parable, then finally, what is it that Jesus is calling the Pharisees and the priests to do? To restore to Israel mercy, justice, and compassion. When Jesus says that the chief corner, the stone rejected becomes the chief cornerstone, well, yes, he is talking about his own rejection. Again, this is not a new metaphor. It has been used in the past. So what is it that the Pharisees are rejecting in their rejection of Jesus? It is in rejecting the way of God, the way of Torah itself, the cornerstone of love that encapsulates justice, mercy, and compassion, the cornerstone of God's love and grace that builds people up, empowers them, includes them, and transforms them. Those are the fruits that Jesus calls us to.
Those are the fruits that are born through us when we receive and fully utilize the gift of God's grace to the cross in our lives. And so this morning's gospel challenges us to ask this question. Are we founded on the cornerstone of God that is Christ in our lives? Are we bearing the fruits of grace, love, compassion, mercy, and justice? Or are we founding our lives on self-preservation? Are we about using our faith, our gospel, as a weapon to marginalize and oppress others, as opposed to lifting others up, including them, and bringing them into the reconciling love of God. In this morning's passage from Philippians, St. Paul tells us his pedigree. He was quite somebody. A Pharisee. A Hebrew. One who was high in the structure. One who defended the faith of Judaism through the persecution of Christians themselves. What ultimately does he realize in the end? All of that is but rubbish. And as one person said, to put it gently, it's a little bit more guttural. It is sewer trash. Worthless. In Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he will remind that congregation that while they can do all sorts of wonderful things, if they have not love, they are nothing. And it is Jesus himself who will tell us when referring to the law that all those wonderful laws of Torah boil down to two laws. Love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. It is by receiving the grace of God as given to us at the cross and allowing it to grow within us by nurturing it and by appreciating it and helping it develop, that we develop the fruits of the Spirit and plant those fruits wherever we go. But again, the challenge of today is not so much are we producing fruits, but if Jesus were to walk this earth today, would the parable of the vineyard apply to us in the same way it applied to the Pharisees? Or would he see the fruits of our labors as we work towards the kingdom by using the grace in our lives to lift up others, to bring the marginalized in, and to transform lives 
with the reconciling love of the cross. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them to the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We commend to your mercy all who have died, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Becky Johnson, Tony Johnston, and Robert and Nancy Jones. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for all priests, that they may be constant in faith and zealous in witness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And also today we lift up our prayers for 
the people of Israel and Palestine, they may come to an amicable agreement over land. We continue to pray for peace in Ukraine. O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls. And to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins unto Almighty God. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. We have not loved our neighbors. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in everlasting life. Amen. Please be seated. Before I give the peace, uh, we have a bit of a task. We invite anyone who had birthdays during September or October, because I missed September because I was on vacation to come forward, or if you have a wedding anniversary, to please come forward for our birthday and anniversary blessings. <laughs> Good thing you're young. So we've got birthdays. Anniversary. Anniversary, anniversary. So I'll put the anniversaries over there. It's like, it's a big month for the choir. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, I'll begin with the birthdays. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Oh God, our times are in your hand. Look with favor, we pray on your servants as they begin another year. Grant that they may grow in wisdom and grace and strengthen their trust in your goodness all the days of their lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. O oh God, you have so created the covenant of marriage that in it is represented the spiritual unity between Christ and his church. So send, therefore, your continued blessing upon these, your servants, they may continue in their marriages so love, honor, and cherish each other in faithfulness and patience, in wisdom and true godliness, that their homes may be havens of blessing and peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Happy birthday. Very peaceful. <laughs> you are so bad. Happy anniversary.
Good morning, everybody. It is I, Ron Cowie, your senior warden, with good news. Um, I have three, I mean, there are, there's a lot of stuff in the uh, email, ENET thing, but I just want to touch on three things. This Thursday, the 19th, is our comfort food community dinner, and that's meatloaf, mashed potatoes, macaroni, and cheese, the three M's that made Narragansett awesome. Janessa is making the meatloaf, and that's legit. Like, the, Janessa is making the meatloaf. There she is. And I'll, I'll be doing the other, but it's all homemade, and everyone's invited, and there's no, like, secret handshake or anything. You just show up. And um, we usually cook for about 50, and that allows us to send plates home for people and have plenty of leftovers so no one goes home hungry and everyone gets a little little fun. Um, this Saturday, the 14th, is the communication workshop with Bill Condreth. And that is really important. As we're kind of moving into the holiday thing, I know I mentioned I made a hilarious joke last week about what the heck do you mean by that. Uh, but this is about how we kind of learn how to talk about some difficult things. And this came from the idea that as a church, we're kind of moving into some interesting times. And we're, as St. Peter's is kind of thinking about what we want the next five years to look like and how do we talk about that with each other and make sure that we're all hearing each other and kind of communicating and being on the same page. We don't necessarily have to agree, but it's learning how to like listen and love each other in a way that kind of keeps us from taking our ball and going home, so to speak. Uh, it's really important. And last but not least, on Saturday the 28th, the Making Your Last Wish, it's last is in parentheses, Making Your Wishes Known, uh, that's a, a little bit about estate planning and what do you do, how to kind of plan after you tank, I suppose. Um, and well, but it's a big, it's important because it's like it's a major gift that you, give, you can give to the people who you love and love you. Uh, it provides clarity, and I don't mean to be flippant, but it's like, it, it provides clarity, it provides, you know, structure, and it also allows your, your the decisions you make, it, it is such, a, um, I'm, I'm floundering here, but it, it's, it's peace of mind that you're giving, and not everyone wants to think about it or talk about it, uh, but it's so important to kind of let you, the people you love know how you want to, how you want your estate to be broken up, how you want to be buried, all these things, and it's not like we necessarily are born knowing this stuff. Uh, John Sue, can you, I, can you top that? Can you help me here? I, 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 I can mention the brownie. I think. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Tony. You're still as beautiful as you were. You was. You were five weeks ago. Your eyesight isn't what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next thing I need. Choir, we still bring music to my ears. And you are fantastic. One more of these sets are great. And five players. Teach me that will leave you by the wayside. Come out here and give me a chance. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, 
or fortunately, our demise is inevitable. However, it's how you plan for it and how you feel comfortable with that day when it comes. And that is what this session is about. I believe it's uh, October 25th, Saturday. It is going to be bifurcated into three segments. The first is what you should do right now as far as your health care is concerned. What instruments from a legal perspective should you have prepared? And who should you reveal the contents of those instruments to? So when you face your demise, be it a long occurrence or a short one through an accident, you have the necessary paper or papers on you so the healthcare providers who are there trying to assist you know your intent. You will definitely pick something up from this session. The second session will be conducted by Father Craig and a person from a funeral parlor. Again, very interesting things that you think you may know, but if you pick up one or two points that you were unaware of that now come to the forefront, you are going to be better off and your funeral service and the preparation for it will flow much more smoothly. The last session is going to be given by a lawyer that Susan and I have used in our estate planning and in whom we have great confidence. He has also been recommended when people come to us, by us, to a number of other parishioners in this church. And they have come back to Susan and I and have said how well pleased they are. He is an estate planning and an elder planning lawyer. As part of that, it will be mentioned but not gone into at great length because this session is open to the public. But it will be mentioned about what if you so desire, you as parishioners of this church can do for your church as part of a legacy planning that will be implemented either on your demise or here in life as an intervivus gift or as a post-mortem trust, legacy, bequest, or a will bequest. I think when you hear these things, you may have interest in them and really consider whether you have your estate plan now or whether you, got to, you have to plan more or whatever that you want to learn from it. And you also will ponder if you have not done also the benefits of life that the Lord has given to you and how you want to repay the Lord for those gifts. I hope you all attend and make known to the public at large, as we are doing through various advertisements, that this session will be give, given. No one, no one, I don't think, will walk away without saying they have learned something and it has been indeed insightful. Thank you. Ron? You said that a lot better than me. Oh, well, Ron, Ron between the two of us, love is eminent. Yeah, look at that. Any other joys and concerns, thoughts, remembrances, anecdotes?
good jokes? Okay, <laughs> onward. And just a couple of um, pieces of information. One for those who use the forward day by days as daily prayer meditation. These are now available for November, December, and January in the back of the church and in the parish hall, both in large and small print. Also, many of you were given a um, survey. Please fill that out this morning and return it either through the offering plate or to the ushers on your way out. And finally, if you're visiting today, there is a card that looks like that in the pew pocket. Please take a moment and fill it out. We'd love to know that you are here and also um, how to get a hold of you. But on the back, you can tell us whether you want us to get a hold of you or not. We promise we do honor um, whatever you place in what you tell us on the back of the card. And also, John, I have to say, after five weeks of recovering from knee surgery, I can now say we truly missed you because there was a big hole here. Thank you for refilling it this morning. You've made up for lost time. <laughs> On that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
Our service continues with Eucharistic Prayer C. It's found on page 369 of the prayer book for those who are following. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all of power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. Glory to you forever and ever. At your command, all things came to be. The vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile earth, our island home. By your will, they were created and have their being. From the primal elements you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Have mercy, Lord, for we are sinners in your sight. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and sages, you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time, you sent your only son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. By his blood, you reconciled us. By his wounds, we are healed. And therefore, we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets apostles and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymn. Father, we who have been redeemed by him and made a new people by water and the Spirit, now bring before you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving, we celebrate his death and resurrection as we await the day of his coming. Lord God of our fathers, 
God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord God of our mothers, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world about us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this holy communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Risen Lord, be known to us in the breaking of the bread. Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great high priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit, your church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Please stand as you're able and join in singing hymn 448 found in the blue hymnals. Amen. 